Beloved, the end-time move of God is to be heralded and manifested by the Glorious Church. The Glorious Church is the Church that is rooted and built up in Christ Jesus. Our desire is to be part of the Glorious Church. Thus, in view of this, this prayer meeting is geared towards making us believers in Christ Jesus, rooted and built up that is set in place. As we pray and fast for 21 days this month of April in the center of God's will, we are certain of the manifestation of our answered prayers. We pray that you are richly blessed of God as you partake in this spiritual exercise. Listen and pray along with God's servant Pastor Chandi Ohahuna. Jesus is Lord. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Um, I believe uh, we had a glorious weekend and um, also I believe that you were in church yesterday and uh, we had a blessed time in church. Amen. I believe the fellowship of the brethren and we had a glorious time worshiping together. Amen to Jesus. Once again, I want to welcome you to our prayer meeting today. This is the um, uh, 16th day of the prayer meeting. And by the grace of God, brotherly by surely, we are coming to the end of the prayer meeting. By the grace of God, Friday this week, we are going to be coming to the end, to the close of this prayer meeting and also the close of our 21 days fasting and prayer program in the prayer union. Oh, glory to God forevermore. We thank God for His grace. We thank God for His strength. We thank God for His enablement to stay in the place of fasting and prayer and to also pray prayers in line with His word in the center of His will. We give God all the praise and glory forever. I believe that you've been blessed by this meeting thus far. I want to appreciate everyone who has um, sent a comment, everyone who has you know, shared the, 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 the videos, everyone who has you know, given a like. I want to say we appreciate you. We want to thank God for your life. I want to appreciate you for appreciating the good work that God is doing through us. I want to also appreciate you for encouraging us. We know that with you, the likes of you in the body of Christ, the word of God is going to grow in leaves and browns and is going to stretch, spread, spread for the ends of the nations of the earth. Amen to Jesus. All right, today we are going to be continuing our study. We know that the theme of this prayer meeting is rooted and built up in Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 happens to be the anchor scripture for this um, prayer meeting. And I believe many of us would have, you know, memorize it in our hearts by now and i believe many of us have studied this verse of scripture yes because i know quite a, a, a large number of those who are watching this meeting are, are believers in the lord jesus saints who have been rooted, who are rooted and built up in christ I, I know that you are mature in the faith and that's why you are watching this amen for those who are not yet born again all right it's also an opportunity for you and i believe that as you watch this prayer meeting and as you pray with us you give your life to christ you're going to speedily grow into maturity amen to jesus colossians 2 verse 7 again rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as he have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving glory to god forevermore we've understood um that um in the course of this teaching for the first 13 days we're studying on the word rooted and we understood that the word rooted is from the word rizzo and it has quite a number of um phrases used to explain it by taya and we did quite a lot of study on that and the lord helped us greatly in the study of rizzo amen to jesus and then we entered into the word built up and we, discovered, we learned that the word built up is from the greek word a epokoidomio, epokoidomio, and epokoidomio means to build upon, it means to build up, amen to Jesus. And in our previous lessons, we understood that Christ is the foundation. For you to build on something, it, for you to be able to build upon, there must be a foundation. And we understood that Christ Jesus is the foundation on which we build on. And we understood that uh, Apostle Paul said, for no other foundation can be laid other than Christ Jesus. That means there is no teaching, there is no doctrine that is the foundation. Only Jesus is the foundation. 
foundation. So any other thing that is outside Jesus is no foundation. And anybody trying to build any other thing other than Jesus is bound to fail. And we then came to understand what, what was to be built on Jesus. And we understood that we are the buildings, we are the workmanship of God, we are the vineyard of God, and we are the building of God. So we are the building built on Jesus. And we understood that as a building built on Jesus, we are the church. Every one of us, every individual um, blood washed, born again child of God is a church. We are the church of Jesus. Amen to Jesus. And we understood that the conglomerate of the individual churches makes up what you call the mega glorious church. Praise God forevermore. So we understood that the mega glorious church is not a denomination, it's a conglomerate of all blood washed children of God. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And we understood that the move of God is beyond denomination. The move of God is for the glorious church. It's for the mega glorious church, a church without spots or wrinkles, a church that would make heaven here, bring heaven to earth here, a church that would bring the kingdom of God here on earth. And that is a move of God, that's the end time move of God. Ignore all the rubbish you are seeing, ignore all the all the um, deception, the lies you are seeing, all the attacks on the church of Jesus you are seeing. Now, nobody throws a stone on a tree that has no fruit. Amen to Jesus. The reason why the attack is coming on the church of Jesus so much is because we are fruitful. Praise God forevermore. We are fruitful. We are becoming that glorious church. Yet, some of you say, oh, there's deception, there are lies, and everything. We, st we studied that in the past teachings. Those are, those are, 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 are signs of the fact that the original is coming. Like somebody once said, the proof of the original is the present of the counterfeit yeah praise god forevermore so the proof of an original hundred dollar bill is the presence of a, a, a fake count, a counterfeit um, hundred dollar bill the proof of any original is the presence of the counterfeit so the devil is a master in counterfeiting because he's intimidated by the original the glorious church is emerging that's why the devil is bringing a lot of a lot of counterfeits a lot of things to like um, water down the effects of the glorious church. But I tell you, child of God, we are emerging. You and I are emerging. We are the glorious church. Amen to Jesus. The glorious church is not an individual. It is a, co a conglomerate, a collection of individual churches called the born-again believers in the Lord Jesus, blood-washed believers. Well, uh, as we con con combine together, we form the glorious church. And we understood that um, the characteristics of the glorious church, and we said, understood that there are seven of them. And um, um, Last week, Friday, we began with the, one of them, which us to speak the same thing we understood that apostle paul was trying to make the believers in the lord jesus to understand that we have to speak the same thing and the same thing we are to speak is jesus jesus is the same thing we are to speak he is the crux of the matter he's a central focus he's the reason why we are saved he's the reason why we are redeemed and is the reason why we can reconcile men we are not to preach doctrines we are not to preach people we are not to preach ideologies and philosophies we are not to preach science we are to preach jesus the revelation of christ jesus is the same thing we are to say and if i'm saying jesus and you're saying jesus then i don't believe there should be any disunity amongst us we understood in the previous lesson that yes we may have disagreement but it should not lead to disunity yes we may have our different perspective our different opinions that's what makes us unique and diverse our different perspective and different opinions makes us unique and diverse but it must not lead to disunity in fact our different perspectives and opinions should actually unite us because in every marriage discover that the two the, the the couples are two different individuals. They are two unique and different individuals. Most of the time, they were raised in two different locations. For example, I was raised in a different location in the southern part of my country, Nigeria. My wife was raised in the northern part of the country, uh, my country, Nigeria. So you can see it's two different extremes. North and south don't mean two different extremes and two different opinions and kind um, 
way of reasonings, but um, our diversity in thought um, helps us stay more united and it helps us achieve the goal of God for our life. So that's what the Christian faith is meant to be, our diversity in reasoning, in mental, in mental processing and in uh, and opinions actually is meant to unite us, not to what? Divide us. It's meant to make us say the same. And that's why we have to preach only one, only one person and that's who that's jesus christ praise god forevermore today we're going to be going to the second characteristic of the of the mega glorious church and that is there is no division in the church no division apostle paul speaking in first corinthians 1 verse 11 like 1 verse 10 like we read now i beseech you brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you there be no divisions among you but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Holy Ghost grant us revelation into this world, in the name, into this, into your world, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the second characteristic of the glorious mega church is the uh, is seen in the plea that Apostle Paul made to the church in Corinth. Amen to Jesus. Now we see it in the above verse. And what is that plea? That there be no divisions among you. That there be no division among you. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Now the Merriam Webster dictionary defines the word division as one, the act or process of dividing something into parts. The way that something is divided. And number two, something that physically divides or separate something else. Amen to Jesus. So it's the act of dividing something into parts. And number two is something that divides something. Amen to Jesus. So somehow we'll lump this up in the teaching today by the help of the Holy Spirit. And then we can pray. Praise God forevermore. Now, Apostle Paul was pleading with the church in Corinth that they should not indulge in acts or processes that divide them into parts. So he was pleading with them, please don't indulge in any act or any process that splits us into parts, that divides us into parts. And this is the same plea he's having for the church of Jesus today. Amen to Jesus. There are quite a number of acts and processes that divide us, that splits us into parts. By the privilege of God's grace, I will say I'm a church boy. Uh, my mother had a baptism of the Holy Ghost. She was filled with the Holy Ghost when she was pregnant with me. So I, I was born into a born-again Christian home. Amen to Jesus. From the age of six, um, I started designed to be a preacher of the gospel. Praise God forevermore. And so it has been church and church thing all the way. I've seen a lot in church. I've seen a lot in church. And, I, and I've come to understand that some of the things that divide us are uncalled for. They are unnecessary. They are not, they are not important. Amen. They are frivolent. They are useless. They are not useful. Amen to Jesus. Praise the Lord forevermore. I'm not going to be majoring on many of the things that some of us will be expecting today. Some of us are expecting things like tribe, nepotism, um, um, tribalism, nepotism, politicking, and every of those stuff. Yeah, many of us know of those stuff as things that divide the church a lot. Tribalism, nepotism, politicking, uh, and, 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 and um, personality, branding, and every of that. Many of those stuff are the stuff that divide the church. But I'm not going to be focusing on those things today. Amen. Many people have stopped about that. We've heard about it so much. And so um, uh, uh, I believe that it has been talking, it has it have been trashed on a great deal. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be the Holy Spirit began to lead me into an aspect that uh, I believe will be helpful to the body of Christ. Amen. To Jesus, praise God forevermore. Uh, at this point in time, they practice the act of dividing themselves into followers and believers of men to the detriment of following and believing Jesus. You see. What, what divided them here in the Corinthian church that Apostle Paul was addressing was the act of following men and believing men 
to the detriment of following and believing Jesus. Now, this is one serious one that is really dividing the church, and um, I believe it's important we bring our notice to it. Amen to Jesus. Now, we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, where the church was divided into four sects. And these sects were followers of Paul, followers of Apollos, followers of Cephas, and followers of Christ. Wow, that's weird. So we had four sects here, followers of Paul, followers of Apollos, followers of Cephas, and followers of Christ. Now let's look at first, the first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12 and we'll go through verse 13. It says, Paul was speaking and said, Now this I say, that every one of you said, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas. And I am of Christ. You know, it's, it's sounding funny. It's not so. Praise God forevermore. Now, verse 13 says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now, it was, you know, some of us may not understand the magnitude of what Paul was feeling. It, for him, it was crazy. It was weird. Come on. How can you have different segments? And some says, oh, I'm a follower of Paul. Some says, I'm a follower of Apollos. I love the way Apollos teaches. Apollo was a man mighty in words. Amen to Jesus. He was trained in the doctrine of, um, of John the Baptist. And so um, um, at the point in time when Priscilla and Aquila saw him, they had to bring him in and train him more, teach him, expose him more to the revelation of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. But he was mighty in words. His words were powerful. So when he came and began to speak wild, they were bamboozled by his words. He was mighty in words. Praise God forevermore. Paul also was somebody who taught throughout for, for from, from, from day all through the night. He taught for a full day. To the extent that somebody slept up and fell down while at from slept at the window and fell down and he died. And Paul went, resurrected the guy, went back, continued his teaching. So these were men that were powerful in teaching. They could they they, they could keep you spell spellbound to their teaching. You just sit and you are soaking into their teaching. So they were not men of low caliber when it comes to the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it was easy for you to see these men as gods. Are you getting me? So easy for you to see them as gods. Cephas was another man. Amen to Jesus. And then another sect was, I'm for Christ. So Paul was like, what's happening here? Is Christ divided? Are you okay? Praise God forevermore. Amen. Now, 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 division giving rise to by followers of leadership, followership of leadership, which we see in the church of Jesus in these times, is not new to the church, praise God forevermore, and is a major divider of the church, praise the Lord forevermore. Oh, I love that, man. You see, um, uh, the, the, so, um, you see, in the church of Jesus today, people are, I love the, this, this, this my man of God. I, I love the way he teaches the word of God. I love the way he ministers the word of God. I love the way he's, I love the way he, he ministers the, the power of the Holy Ghost. I love the way, this is my man of God. This is my man of God. Amen to you. It's not new. It's not new. In only the Corinthian church, just the church in Corinth, there were four factions. I'm not talking about the body of Christ now where the uh, denomination, denominationalism has brought, in, brought so many factions. But just in Corinth alone, four factions. I get what I'm saying. And we also experience that in some denominations, to the only one denomination, you have factions. Some for this, some for that, some for this, some for that. So you see, it's not new. Praise God forevermore. The, Corinth, the, uh, the Corinthian church was a very gifted church with spiritual and leadership gifts. Very gifted, highly gifted church, and it has spiritual and leadership gifts. And she had a, she also had, the church also had a lot of challenges. You see, one of the problems with highly gifted um, people is that they also have a lot of challenges. Highly gifted um, churches also have a lot of challenges. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? 
Now it's also discovered that people that have very high IQ have some underlying some challenges. So one of the challenges is um, sleeping challenges. Some of them sleep late because their IQ is high. Their IQ is high. Praise God forevermore. That's when 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 a church when when a church is highly gifted, there are challenges that would you know come along with the giftedness. The praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now so. Um, um, the, um, the, reason, the, the, the challenges that this church experienced was the reason why Paul had to write to them to clarify issues. The issues, he clarified the issues on gift of the spirit, marriage, immorality. You know, when I, was, I hear that some of you, <laughs> you, are, you are sleeping with your father's wife. What kind of thing is that? What kind of madness is that? You know, he was like, what's that? That should not be talked about. And then it was also in the Corinthian church, he said, if a man cannot keep his loss, instead of him burning, let him get married. Because it was a high level immorality. Immorality. And you know, because of their fetish background, immorality was engrinding them. So coming into Christ, putting on the old man, um, and putting on the new man, um, 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 dead to, to, to dead works, and every of that, it, 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 it was a process that many of them were not ready to go down with. And so he had to keep trashing issues like that. And I was like, you that are dead to sin, how can you be, how can you be living in sin? So he had to trash issues of, of immorality, sin, you understand what I'm saying? Dressing, the place of women in public worship and fellowship. You know, this, there were so many issues Paul kept on trashing the Corinthian church because it was a highly gifted church but yet had so much challenges attached to it. Now, when you see a denomination that is highly gifted, same thing applies to it. Now, let's have a look at the denomination. The church of Jesus is highly gifted as a body. The church is highly gifted. And that's why I see a lot of challenges. You see, when you see people functioning the gift of word of knowledge today, someone, you see some people find it like, wow, word of wisdom, wow, prophecy, wow, working of miracles, wow, diverse kind of tongue, that interpretation of tongues, wow. You see, gifted people in the church of Jesus today, and because of the level of gifting, you also see high-level challenges. Praise God forevermore. The giftedness of the church and her exposure to knowledge. Another thing about the Corinthian church is that she was also well exposed to knowledge. Now, um, going through Bible history, we discover that the Roman church was the most intellectual church. The Greek Roman church was the most intellectual church. As Apostle Paul said, the Greeks seek a sign and the Jews seek um, the, 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 the sign and the Greeks seek knowledge. But Christ is both the wisdom and the power of God. So the Greek church was a, the Roman church was a highly intellectual church. Very intellectual. Look at, read the book of Rome. You see Paul dealing with intellectual issues. Intellectualism was at his peak. No, Paul was really the best people to deal with them because Peter was a fisherman. A fisherman turned um, disciple. He was an illiterate. Praise God forevermore. But to deal with the Greek, that they were philosophers, they were um, astrologers, astronomers. You know, philosophy and logic found its root in the Greek. Aristotle, Plato, you see that? So they had philosophy and logic as their bedrock. So they were people that thought deep, praise God forevermore. And so you only needed somebody like Paul, who had studied under Gamaliel, a, a Pharisee of Pharisee, a Jew of Jew. Somebody who was highly intellectually sound and educationally sound to be able to uh, um, relate with those kind of people. If not, they would, they would use their intellectualism to, to, to floor you in ministry. Praise God forevermore. And so those are the kind of people who were dealing with. So the Corinthian church was exposed to knowledge and they were highly gifted. Although these were blessings to them, it also made the, the Corinthian church susceptible to division because of what? Carnality. Are you know something? Yes, giftedness is very good. Exposure to knowledge is very good. You look at the church of Jesus today, the church of Jesus is very gifted. 
very responsible. If you see young chaps today deciphering the word of God using Hebrew and Greek, doing exegesis, analyzing scriptures, oh my God, you see young chaps, I'm not talking about even the other young chaps, tearing scriptures, ex young chaps exposing the word of God like this, with this giftedness and this exposure to, Christi um, to, 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 to knowledge, we still discover that there is still a high tendency and a high level of division. Why? Simple carnality. Carnality, when not checked, we use what is gift to your what is a blessing to your disadvantage. Are you understand what I'm saying? Go back to um, Genesis when the the, 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 the the people were building the Tower of Babel. They were united by language, one tongue and one um, language. That was an advantage. That was a blessing. But because of um, human tendencies, because of human um, desires to fulfill human at, um, desires, he discovered that that blessing became what a, 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 a destruction to them. Now, no matter how much a blessing is a blessing, when human tendencies, when selfish tendencies are allowed to rule and channel the blessing, that so-called blessing would be used by carnal tendencies, selfish ambitions to destroy the owner of the blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's what was happening to the church in Corinth. Highly gifted, highly exposed to knowledge, but they were so carnal. The same blessing began to cause, let me use the word, challenges to them. And this is the same experience the church of Jesus is having today. Is that not so? The church of Jesus is so gifted. And so exposed to knowledge. Now, if you go to the internet, you see the bulk of information that a lot of um, uh, um, 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 Christians are releasing into the into the internet. Uh, when I search the internet, sometimes I see you see some people that you don't know of them, but when you see their write-ups on the internet, you're like, so are these people there? Are they there? You know, some of us already know some of the names in church leadership, but there are people who you don't know that they are sound. They are sound. They, they are sound. They are very sound. Very very sound. They are students of the word. The church is highly exposed in this time. The Bible said the knowledge of the blood of the Lord shall cover the earth as waters cover the sea. One of the things that this time's experience in the church experience time is high covering of knowledge. Knowledge exposure is so high and high giftedness. But you can see that even with these two factors, there is still a high level of division. Why? Carnality. Over time, the church in Corinth began to break into faction based on the person and leadership style loved and believed in by members. <laughs> so the church began to break into factions. Why? Based on the personality and the leadership style that the members loved and believed in. I love this person's leadership style. I believe in this person's um, leadership. So I, I, I'm following this person. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is also the challenge with the church of Jesus today. Is that not so? That's the challenge with the church of Jesus today. These things are blessings. They are gifts to the church. But when carnality hand, uh, um, channels a blessing, it leads to serious challenges. The gift of leadership to the church is a blessing from God. But most of the times, it is abused by the followers, not necessarily the leaders themselves, because of the carnality of the followers. Are you getting what I'm saying? The gift of leadership is a blessing to the church of Jesus. But most of the times, more often than not, the, the followers are the ones who abuse it. When you go on the social media sometimes, you see the way some followers of one particular denom um, denomination begin to clash with followers of another denomination. I, I, I remember during the, the COVID-19 major heat incident, the lockdown, you know, last year. and everything. You see denominations begin to, their followers begin to clash with each other. And the leaders are there because the leaders brought up something and followers are that's why they are called sheep sheep move and they just begin to clash themselves 
<laughs> because the, the, the spurs just struck, they just strikes, they struck something, and the, the leader struck something, and the followers just begin as sheep, they begin to sheepishly fight themselves. Now, even when the, the leaders are at peace with themselves, the followers sheepishly continue the battle. Why? Because followers most of the times are carnal in their reasoning and carnal in their decisions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Some followers are, prof are professionals at hero worshipping and idolizing their leaders. And before you know it, division arises due to this. Sometimes this is, the, this is initially not known to the leaders. See, some followers are, they are, they are professionals at hero worshipping and idolizing their leaders. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Some followers are, are professionals are doing that. And that's why most of the leaders, we have to always be very, very careful because you don't even know when these people have started idolizing you. You don't know when they have started hero worshipping you. And before you know it, unknown to you, people have begun to take decisions for you without you telling them to take decisions. And you are just there praying and seeking the face of the Lord. Amen to Jesus. Now, <laughs> praise God forevermore. Now, what is the cause of division in the church of Jesus when the, as regards this particular situation? 1 Corinthians 3 verse 4, Apostle Paul speaks it here, says, For why one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos? Are ye not carnal? Are ye not carnal? Carnality is the cause of division in the church. Whether you call it politicking, call it um, 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 tribalism, nepotism, doctrinal, doctrinal um, um, found a basis, every of those things, they find their roots to what? Carnality, human tendencies overriding the word of God. Human tendencies overriding the spirit of God. Once humanity overrides the word of God, once humanity overrides the spirit of God, there are different challenges that will come up and they will end up in division. So when we see that we're divided by doctrines, it is one person that brought a carnal revelation to the word of God and began to segment his people from the body of Christ. When we are divided by, by tribalism, oh, somebody brought a carnal revelation into the word of God. There's nothing like tribe. There's neither Jew nor Greek, born nor free. We all are one in Christ. There's neither nations or divisions. But when somebody exalts his Carnal mentality, carnal mindset towards humanity over the word of God. I am, I am, uh, I am this tribe. You are not my tribe. I am from this nation. You are not my from my nation. When you exalt your carnal status over the word of God, then division comes in. Oh, I talk about politicking. When you exalt your your need for prominence over the word of God. Division comes in. So carnality is a source of the vision. Carnality, carnality, carnality. Division of all kinds in the church of Jesus is the end result of following human leadership to the detriment of following Jesus. And that's carnality. And you know what I'm saying? Because when we look at politicking in church, tribalism in church, um, 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 nepotism in church, it started from somebody and then everybody started following that person. That person created a precedence by leadership for others to follow and then it became a norm. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we talk about division by, 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 by doctrine, it started from somebody. Somebody brought out a doctrine based on his carnal knowledge of the word of God, not by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And everybody began to follow, take, take the toll of that person's uh, um, person's doctrine, and as a result of that, division setting. So we discover that everything finds its roots toward the carnality of leadership. So when people follow leadership, they are loyal to leadership at the expense of Jesus. Division setting. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Leaders are God's gift of servants to his church to serve the church, not to take the place of Jesus. Yet this very well. Leaders are God's gift of servants to the church to serve the church, not to take the place of Jesus. Apostle Paul clearly and categorically stated this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 and 22. Let's look at it there. 3 says, who, Apostle Paul says this, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers, what ministers there in the Greek means servants. Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? We are servants. We are to serve you. But ministers by whom you believed. We are servants by whom you believed. Even as the Lord God, even as the Lord gave to every man. Then verse 22 says, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Another translation, I think, is the Living Bible translation. It says, we all are your servants. Are you get what I'm saying? So leaders are actually servants to serve the cause of Jesus to the people. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are the servants by whom the people believed. So they are servants, leaders are servants of Jesus to communicate Jesus to the people, not any other thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when Jesus is not communicated appropriately by leaders to the people, division sets in. And that's the reason why the focus of every leadership must be Jesus. As a leader, if your focus is not Jesus, get it back to Jesus. It's never too late to be right. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen to Jesus. Apostle Paul instructed Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 that leaders should not just only be honored, they should be doubly honored because they labor in the world and in doctrine. Yes, leaders are to be doubly honored. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 says, let the elders that rule will be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the world and in doctrine. Leaders are to be honored. Yes, we are to honor them. Are you getting what I'm saying? But we are not to follow them to the detriment of Jesus. So when their ideologies, their doctrines, their actions are not revealing Christ, we have to not, at that point, we don't follow them. We follow Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, how can followers follow their leaders without division? Very important. Although leaders must be honored, they should not be idolized or worshipped. Very important. Although they must be honored, they should not be idolized or worshipped. They should not be followed to the detriment of Jesus. They should only be honored and followed so long as they follow Jesus. Just as Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 11. Look at 1 Corinthians 1 verse 11. This is what he says. Apostle Paul says here, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So, so long as I follow Christ, follow me. The moment I stop following Christ, stop following me. So this means that for you to be able to follow a man so long as he's following Christ, that means you must know Christ. Yeah. This is the problem we're having in church today. Many followers don't know the first thing that their master is following. <laughs> that their leader is following. Are you getting what I'm saying? They don't know the person that their leader is following. So when their leader stops following the person, they keep following the leader. Are you getting it? So you have to know Jesus for yourself. So you know whether your leader is still following Jesus. Because when, you're, when you know Jesus for yourself, the moment your leader stops following Jesus, you stop following your leader and keep following Jesus. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But if you don't know Jesus for yourself, your leader stops following Jesus, you skip following your leader and you stop following Jesus. And you get what I'm saying? That's why a personal revelation of Jesus is very important to the church of Jesus today. You can still be in a denomination and the leader stops following Jesus, yet you are still following Jesus. If, Jesus, if the Lord says you still remain there, and you get what I'm saying? And in the body of Christ, we must keep following Jesus, even when leaders stop following Jesus. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. 
When leaders truly follow Jesus, like Apostle Paul, they will fight against and destroy division, which is the end product of carnality in the church of Jesus. That is, that was, when leaders are truly following Jesus, they will fight against carnality. They will fight against division. And they will do everything to destroy division in the church of Jesus. So when leaders are not fighting against division in the church, when leaders are not, uh, are not seeking to destroy division in the church, then it actually means that they are not actually following Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? It means that they are actually carnal. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this makes us understand something, that in the end, everything rises and falls on leadership. So why do we have divided members or focused leaders? <laughs> Amen. Why do we have carnal members, carnal leaders? Like pastor, like members. Like shepherd, like sheep. Are you getting what I'm saying? Funny enough, even the shepherd, in quote, is also a sheep. Your church leader, your denomination leader is a sheep like you. The great shepherd is Jesus. We are all sheep following Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why no sheep has a right to say he knows it better or is better than other sheep. When sheep follow a leader, you see that they can follow a file and there'll be one sheep leading and others follow it with their head at the bottom of the other sheep and they follow the file. The sheep at the front does not mean that he's not a sheep. He's a sheep boy just giving the privilege of staying at the front at that time. Are you get what I'm saying? That's what leadership is all about. I asked my father once, Daddy, give me some leadership tip and he told me, you are not the best among equals. You are not the best. You are just the chosen among equals. That's what my dad told me. He said, you're not the best. You're just the chosen among equals. And that's one of the things I try to always keep myself reminded of. You are not the best. You are just the chosen among equals. I was preaching in churches and I told my, um, the, the, um, the, 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 the flock, I told them, I said, I can't argue the Bible. I said, I, I don't, I, I've, not, I've not even known nothing in the Bible to now argue. When the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul said, we know in parts and we see as in a glass. If Apostle Paul could say that, the quarter of the New Testament, uh, who am I to now say I know anything? I'm just a sheep like you. Your leader is a sheep like you. We are all following the shepherd Jesus. So as leaders, we must fight and work hard to see to the end of divisions in the church of Jesus. We must fight and work hard to see to the end of carnality in the church. In this light, I believe you want to pray with me at this point. And we are praying this prayer. You say, in the name of Jesus, we pray for all leaders that God has given to his church globally, that they truly follow Jesus and work together to destroy division in the church of Jesus. Come on, pray that prayer at this point. Lord Jesus, we pray for every leader you have given to your church, every leader you have blessed your church with. We pray, Lord, for them. We pray for our leaders. We ask, Lord, that you increase them. We ask that they be empowered to follow Jesus truly and to seek to the de destruction of divisions in the church of Jesus. We lift up leaders in the church of Jesus. We lift up both the ones that are young and the ones that are old. We lift up those that are prominent and those that are hidden. We lift up those that are known and those that are not known. We lift up everyone leader, everyone pressing the leadership 
leadership office in the church of Jesus, from the unit, from the ministry units, from the service units, to the pastoral units, to the bishops, to the apostles, to the prophets, to the evangelists, to the teachers, to the those in gifted in administration, everyone in leadership office in the church of Jesus. Lord, we lift them up to you. We ask that the grace be, be endowed them to follow you truly uh, and to see to the end of divisions in the church of Jesus. Yando bi karada sopalada shandiando de apadata. Ribalando si balatalaba. Not again will leaders incite divisions in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not again will leaders incite divisions among the church of Jesus. Anamoriata. Not again will leaders incite divisions among brethren based on color and tribe, based on nations and doctrines, no nationality and doctrine based on nepotism, tribalism, and politics. No, not again. We pray that you empower your leaders you have given to us, Lord Jesus. Empower them to follow you truly and to bring an end to divisions, to carnality in the church of Jesus. That my brother will be able to unite with me. That my sister will be able to unite with me. That, 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 that. Leadership styles will not divide us as a church. Ideologies of leadership will not divide us as a church. Doctrines of leadership will not divide us as a church. Nationality will not divide us as a church of Jesus. Tribe and tongue will not divide us as a church of Jesus. No, no. Nepotism, tribalism, politicking will not divide us as a church of Jesus. Carnality will no longer be our identity. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yalapa superata batigadatoya. We pray for the gift of leaders that the Lord has given to the church. We pray for every one leader, everyone in one leadership office on the other. La sabala dosa da la bala, leketida de inda da badia baba. Letobo grace to follow Jesus and Jesus alone. Grace to see to the end of divisions in the church of Jesus. Grace to see to the end of carnality in the church of Jesus. Let it be given to them in the name of Jesus. La bota la baba. We pray for our leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for our leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for our leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus. United we stand. We can only become the glorious church when we are together. We cannot be the glorious church divided. The glorious church is a conglomerate, not a separate individual identity. In every way, carnality has as the has channeled our gifts and has led to more divisions. We call an end to the operations of carnality in the church of Jesus. Lord, 
Thank you, Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, please, under the sound of my voice, you are there, and you have not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. This prayer, you cannot enjoy the benefits of it. So, please, if you want to make the Lord Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, I plead with you to do that. Just say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but today I come to you. I know that you died and resurrected for me over 2,021 years ago. I know that you shed your blood for the remission of my sins. Today I come to you. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. I open my life to you. Be my Lord and Savior. I choose to follow you and serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every one person who has made this prayer. Thank you, Lord, for accepting them in the beloved. Thank you for their destinies have been changed, and I thank you they shall fulfill your calling on their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to be praying for every one person that has joined in prayer today. Lord, we unite our hearts together. And we pray for one another because we are the church. We pray for the leadership gifts you have given to us. We ask, Lord, that every leader from prominent to, 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 to non-prominent, from bishops to apostles to pastors, evangelists, to the to the, to the unit leaders and service group leaders in, 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 in the church of Jesus, Lord, we ask the grace. Let the grace be supplied to them to follow Jesus alone, to follow you, Jesus, alone, and to fight and to work to see an end to divisions and carnality in the church of Jesus, to do their own part in this business. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Be glorified forever. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. I believe you were blessed by today's prayer meeting. I want to encourage you to keep praying these prayers because it's very needed, it's very important. And I trust God that life will never remain the same again. Once again, thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you.